0: This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs.
1: I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you.
0: Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist.
2: I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show.
0: The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week.
2: Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life, it happens in sports, and I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively.
0: This is where sports talk
2: gets real. That word, playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids.
3: I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the
1: parents, coaches, and athletes.
0: And now, here's your host. Rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs.
2: Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB. And I'm here every week. We talk about the mental side of sports. Hope you like the show because we talk about psychology, we talk about sportsmanship, we talk about attitudes, we talk about mental preparation, we talk about all the different things that go on in your mind that help you compete and succeed in sports. You know, I've been doing this show for 31 years and I thoroughly enjoy doing it because I like to talk about mindsets, I like to talk about parents, I like to talk about kids, I like to talk about what makes a winner, what makes a loser, and today we're going to get into a topic that we've talked about before, but we're going to get into it because of this. Youth sports is in a crisis right now, and the reason it's in a crisis is because of parents. There are statistics out now that are saying some pretty troubling things. 70% of young athletes drop out by age 11, primarily because sports isn't fun anymore. And there's a real problem with umpires and referees. Eighty percent of referees quit within two years of starting. Eighty percent quit within two years. Now, what in the world is that about? Well, it's about abuse in the stands. And what happens is this. Games go on. These young men, young women are umpiring, refereeing. And what happens is this. A parent will get angry about a call. So they may say something. At first, they may say something a little bit derogatory, a little bit negative. But then they don't like another call, so it gets a little bit worse the second time. And then the third time, the F-bombs come out. Perfect example, I had a young man in my office this week who is a baseball player. And he's an umpire part-time, makes a little extra money. So he makes $15 an hour umpiring. He's got a girlfriend. He says, hey, we can go out and get pizza and make the money umpiring baseball games. So he told me about a game, 10-year-old game last week that he's umpiring. And a dad starts chirping about the calls he's making. He's the home plate umpire. And as the game went on, the dad got a little more expressive with his comments. And then the F-bomb came out. Now this young man, 16, took off his mask, turned around, pointed at the man, and said, That's enough from you. One more word, you're gone. The adult, the father, turned bright red and just glared at him. And a bunch of other parents were looking at him. He didn't say another word. I asked this young man, How'd you feel about that? He said, Dr. Jacobs. I felt great. He said, I had enough. He said, this goes on every game I umpire. Every game. There's a parent yelling at me about calls. And what starts to happen is they start cursing. There are kids out. These are 10-year-old kids. A couple weeks ago, I had Christy Moore on the show. You may know who she is. She's the umpire in Mississippi who had to eject a mom from a game, wearing a Mother of the Year t-shirt, who after the game sucker punched her, gave her a big black eye. She then got arrested, her mugshots everywhere, and now that mom is going to sue her for emotional abuse. Well that's a, that's a true Mother emotional of the abuse Year right there. Because she got caught verbally abusing the umpire. So where are we with all this? And why is this going on? Why are these things happening? Well, I want to talk about that today, and I want to get your your feedback. If you're a parent, and you've been at a game, and you've had other parents on your team verbally abusing the umpire, the referees, yelling and screaming, I'd like to hear from you. It's a problem. Kids are dropping out of sports, and games are not happening now, Because there aren't referees or umpires to to ref them, they've quit. They can't do it. Games are being canceled because of this. If you are a coach, I'd like to hear from you. If you're a parent, I'd like to hear from you. And if you play sports, I'd like to hear from you. Is this becoming a problem for you? You know, I'm here every week. We talk about the mental side of sports. I've been on the air now for 31 years in Kansas City. I'm in my 41st year of work as a sports psychologist. I'm going to have my 50-year high school reunion coming up here in a few weeks. Proud graduate of Shawnee Mission North, then the Indians. Names changed now, but we won't get into that. Anyway, when I played sports, this stuff wasn't, this, this, this was not going on, okay? You didn't have parents cursing at officials. You didn't have people throwing fits at games. Why has it changed? Well, obviously we've got an issue in our society with with tempers and and, and verbal abuse. We've had this terrible tragedy this past week in Texas where the shooting went on. This is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mental Health Awareness Month means becoming aware of who you are, what you say, how you say it, and how you treat people. Because this comes back to, to one word, and this is what I think the problem is. It's called respect. Where has respect gone in our society? It's filtered down the youth sports, and now it's becoming a problem. Respect is out the window. When you go to a game, a youth sports game, a high school game, it's great to go watch the game and enjoy the environment, the atmosphere. But what happens is there's always somebody, and it happens almost all the time. There's some parent somewhere who decides, I've had enough of this, and I'm going to say, something abusive because i don't like the calls well then what happens is that per- think about it you've got that parent in the stands who starts cursing starts screaming at the umps the referees you're another parent what do you do do you go tell them to shut up do you go over there and say hey you got to cool it no you don't want to say anything because you're afraid that guy might deck you or you have a mom who's getting abusive what are you going to say to her most parents sit on their hands, look at each other, and go, oh boy, we better move away. I'm going to talk when we come back from our break, a program that I'm putting together that I think is going to help this. There's no parental guideline for youth sports. You know, there are signs out there about behavior and sportsmanship, and that's great. But there's nothing being done. And I think there's a way to handle this that can really nip it in the bud before it totally destroys youth sports. Because we're at a point now where this is happening all the time. There are examples almost every week, almost daily now, of an abusive situation where parents actually physically attack, not just verbally, physically attack the referees and umpires. I'm going to come back with a couple of examples. But I'd like to hear from you. If you're a parent and you've been in one of these games, this has happened and you've had to listen to this, what would you do? If you're an umpire referee, have you had to deal with this? Have you quit or do you want to quit because of this? And if you're a coach... How do you handle it? I'm Sports Psychologist Doctor Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every week. This is a topic that's maybe as important as anything we ever talk about on this show. Give me a call and let's talk.
0: This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
2: Hello again, everyone. This is Sports Psychologist Doctor Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810, WHB. As I said, I'm here every week talking about the mental side of sports. And today's topic is this, parental behavior at youth sporting events. I think we're in a crisis with this now. And love to hear from you. If you're a parent, you've been at youth sports games or been abusive parents there, you're sitting in the stands. What do you do? What do you do when there's somebody else yelling at the umpires or officials? Do you go over and tell them to, Hey, you need to cool it? Do you sit in your hands? Do you walk away? What do you do? It's it's an uncomfortable situation. It's getting out of control. And we're seeing situations where it not only gets to that point, but there's abuse going on. It's really getting sick. Okay. We had Christy Moore on a couple weeks ago. I mentioned the umpire in Mississippi who got sucker punched after the game by a crazy mom who got arrested. There are situations in other cities all over the country where this is going on, and it's becoming a problem. Okay, why is it a problem? Because the t- word respect has gone out the window. It's, it's a problem in our society. Now it's filtered down to youth sports games. In Georgia, at a church basketball game, a referee was attacked after the final whistle by parents and eighth grade players. Thirty stitches later, the refs are recovering. In Texas at a baseball game, in a North Carolina soccer game, a Colorado hockey game, one parent in Colorado, a hockey game, a parent was sprayed by a referee in the face with Lysol. Why? Why is this going on? Because the word respect has gone out the window. If you're an umpire, referee, and official, and you've had to deal with this, why did that happen? I'd like to hear from you. Let's talk to Eric. Eric, you, you'd like to comment on this topic.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm a parent of a couple athletes. I've experienced some of this stuff. Uh, the first part of your question when you're talking about what have I done, most of the time when I experience that from our own fan base, I'll just tell them, like, guys, that's why we have coaches. Let them handle the refs. That's their job. It's not our job to give input. I mean, yes, you're going to say stuff once in a while, like, come on, Blue, that was close or whatever when it's baseball.
2: Uh, that's primarily a sport that we are involved with. Um, well, it's one, excuse me. It's one thing to say, yeah, Blue, that, that call was off. That's fine. That's not being abusive. That's just, umpires can take that. That's no right. big deal. But where does it go over the edge?
4: Uh, the foul language is definitely over the edge. Um, and I, we don't, I have really not experienced that part from our fans Um but I have experienced just other teams, you know, getting crazy. I've heard stories just within our own towns when uh, we had two teams at one point playing the championship game, and both sides were just going at each other, which I just did not understand. Like you're from the same town, um, we're not a very big town, and you you're going to see these people again. So, where are you what calling park? from? Plymouth, Indiana.
2: You're in Indiana. Let's see. Yep. Okay. All right. So this topic. Is obviously going on across the country. Okay, so when you've seen, have you ever seen a coach eject a parent before? Not a coach. No, I've not. Have you seen?
4: I've seen. A referee have eject, coaches eject. come over and say, "Hey, you need to cool it." Yes, I've seen. I've seen refs have to eject parents. Yes.
2: Okay, and what happens? Do they leave or do they challenge? They, they
4: leave. It, I mean, they're not quick to
2: jump up and get out of there, but yes, they they leave. Okay, so. Across the topic of if you're a parent sitting in the stands, and there's somebody else on your team getting abusive, verbally abusive, what do most parents do? Do they go say something to them or are they afraid to say? They sit in their hands, they wa- they move away. What do they do?
4: I would say yes, all of the above. Just move away, stay quiet. They I mean, they
2: look at each other like, well, what's right. what's he doing? Why is he doing They're that? Crazy. Oh, uh,
4: <laughs> but nobody wants it's, to say anything. There's a right? lot of shes involved. The moms get very. Anime as well. It's, I mean, it's not just the dads.
2: Yeah, I just saw a video the other day of an umpire who had a bunch of moms screaming at him, and he said, "That's it, game's over." Right. And they said, "You quit." He goes, "No, you quit. You guys went over the edge. You caused the game to end. Oh, game over." And then they're cursing sad. at him as he walked off the field. That's sad. Ten. Year, it was a ten-year-old baseball game. Got so, the video. Think part
4: of the problem is everybody thinks their kids going pro, and there's just there's no. You know deciphering the difference but everybody it's like my kid is going pro i'm putting too much money into this uh my child's got the golden arm or he's got this or that and there's there's no way that they're not going to be a professional athlete and um it's just that's just not reality we don't need that many professional athletes you know we need doctors we need lawyers we need, <laughs> we need teachers we need all kinds of things and we don't need that many professional athletes it's for entertainment if you can't go to your child's game and be entertained, then there's a problem. And I think respects a lot of it.
2: Well, here's a, a sign that's out in the city of Green Valley, Missouri. Department of Parks and Rec has this sign up. Big letters. Please remember. Number one, these are kids. Number two, this is a game. Number three, the coaches volunteer. Number four, the umpires are human. And number five, you do not play for the Royals. Right. Okay. I mean, that says it all right there. But, you know, of course, people look at that. Ha, ah, yeah, big deal. Well, my son, you know, my son, look at his skills. Right. You know, I th- I think he's got the ability. So the, it's parental egos that get in. The problem is kids want to just go out and play and have fun. Correct. But when parents' egos get involved, they start thinking their kids, hey, th- there's a possibility. The bottom line is, and Eric, thanks, thanks for your comments this morning. The bot The bottom line is this. If you look around and focus on academics, the chance of getting scholarships from an academic perspective, there are all kinds of academic scholarships out there. There are not nearly as many athletic scholarships as our academic scholarships. And all the money we end up spending on our youth sports events, which I'm not saying is a bad thing to do, but if you spent that money towards academics, your kids would have their college paid for in many cases. And that's that. There's been evidence. I don't have the stats in front of me about that, but there have been studies out about that too. So, this becomes an issue of respect. Like I said, this is Mental Health Awareness Month. It's the end of May now. Where are we with this topic? Why do we have this issue? Well, across the board, it's an issue everywhere. In politics, obviously, which is it, it bothers me immensely the way this stuff goes on there, and all the way it filters down into life. People feel they can say whatever they want, do whatever they want, and the issue of respect has gone out the window. And you, sports, should be a situation. You know, growing up, we talk about respecting the game, respecting your opponents, respecting your teammates. The kids do a much better job than the parents do. So there's a program that I've been working on, and basically it's pretty simple. And I'd love to get your feedback if you're listening to this and see what you think. the The, the essence of it is. Everyone has to sign a sportsmanship contract before the season, players and coaches and parents. Then when the season starts, there will be a rotating parent at games, different parent every game, who will just be the one to observe the other parent's behavior. If a parent gets out of control, they tell the coach. And we'll have guidelines for what out of control is obviously verbal abusive language. The coach then has to come and say, hey, you got to cool it. If they don't cool it, then they are kicked out of the game and their kid goes with them. If it happens a second time, they're kicked off the team and their child's kicked off the team as well. Now, a lot of people don't like that idea of kicking the kid off the team, but then that's gonna affect the parent. Now, the other side of it is you wanna come back, you have to attend a sportsmanship seminar and you have to take an officiating class because I can guarantee you, if you go take an officiating class, refereeing class, you will not do that again. I'm talking about parental abuse at youth sports events. It's becoming worse and worse all the time. It's Memorial Day weekend. We're going into the summer. All these youth sports games are going on. You're going to hear this stuff all the time now because there aren't guidelines to set up for parents at games. I'm Sports Psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're on Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. This
0: is the Sports Psychology
2: Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Today's topic is this. I'm talking about youth sports being in a crisis, and it is. You can challenge me if you don't believe me, but the facts state it. There are all kinds of articles out there mentioning that referees, umpires, officials are quitting, their games not being played because they don't have anyone to ref the games. Why? Because people are quitting because of the parents. You're hearing comments now from all kinds of professional coaches collegiate coaches about the athletes are great they haven't changed but it's the parents that are different i talked about you know i mentioned two weeks ago i, I had christy moore on the umpire in mississippi who got sucker punched after a game by a mom who was f-bombing her during the game she threw out that lady's now been charged with assault all these games all the stuff's happening because we've lost respect it's about fun it's about playing it's about having a good time It's not about my son's going to be in the major leagues in two years or my daughter's going to be in the WNBA. It's about having fun. Let's go to Keith. Keith, good morning. What's going on with you?
1: Hey, Dr. Jacobs, this is your old buddy, Keith. How are you?
2: Yes, Keith, I've known you. How long have we known each other since we were like five?
1: About 10 years old, I think, at elementary. But let me ask you, how long have you been doing this on the radio now?
2: 31 years, my friend.
1: And many, many times I was driving to golf. And you got me ready for a good round. So uh, your topic today is just amazing because my buddy Howie, you know Howie Kopac, and he's a, a ref, and he, he tells me stories every week about parents that yell at him, and really they should have a policy of this: no, no comments, zero.
2: Well, but did you, you know, hear what I said, Keith? I have a, 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 a program I'm designing.
1: I love that. One, yeah. two times you're out, and the kid's out, too. I love that. Well,
2: and, and you know, you don't want to punish the kids, but the fact of the matter is, if you punish the parent, I think that's going to make a big impact, and it's going to cut things off, because the bottom line is this. Kids haven't changed. I've got some young men sitting here in the studio listening to the show today, young, young men and young lady listening to the show today, and they were talking to me during the break about this. Yeah, they, they, they're, they what are they, you guys, 12 years old, 13, 14, 10? Yeah, we've got three of them in the studio listening today. They told me they've seen it at their games. Okay, it happens all over the place because parents' ego... I have a saying, Keith, a good coach checks his or her ego at the door. Parents need to check their ego in the car before they get out.
1: And the referees want to yell at the parents too bad, but they can't. They have to just keep their mouth shut. So I would say this, no talking, no yelling to the refs, and I love your comment. If, if, if you already get thrown out once, And you know one more time, it's going to really make the parents not say anything. Plus, it's so
2: embarrassing for the kids. Well, you just hit hit on a topic right there that's a big one. It is embarrassing for the kids. When your dad – I I remember when my oldest son Jonathan played baseball. There was a dad who would would scream and yell at the uh, umpires a lot. And the coach on the team asked me – Doc, what should I do about this guy? Because I'm I'm sitting in the stands, and I didn't want to say anything to him at the time. I didn't know him, and he would get red in his face. So the coach asked me what to do. I said, well, you should probably say something to him and ask him if he's going to be like that to go out in right field and watch the game. So guess what? The rest of the year, he stood out in the outfield off the right field, uh, out at, by the right fielder, and his son didn't play right field, by the way. He watched the game from out there. didn't say anything else. And you know what? that good for him he recognized that he needed to stop it um, yeah because the co- the coach the coach had the guts to go say something the problem keith is we've lost respect okay and you hit it on the head you have your friend howie who, who umpires referees he gets it all the time i hear this i've got all these kids i see in my office teenagers that come in my office who are making some extra money refereeing and umpiring i've got soccer referees i have baseball umpires and they all tell me the same thing. It's the parents are getting out of control and crazy, and I don't know what to do. So,
1: well, I, I, let me know when you're finished with your program, but i gotta got to go pay for golf and play. Keep up the good work. You're a great uh, radio personality.
2: Well, thanks, my friend. We've known each other a long time, and it's nice that you, after knowing you all these years, you still say nice he's things about Jonathan. me. Thank you very much.
1: Jonathan is now a married man. Congratulations!
2: Right, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay, yeah, he's my oldest son. Got married last weekend, and that's who he's referring to. Appreciate that call. I've known Keith a long time, but you know he's hitting it right on the head. We've got to do something, and it's time now. I think to institute this the program I'm putting together. I think will work, and I think it's it's pretty simple. You know, the first time. You're warned about your language. Most people, most people will do a gut check and say, oh, what am I doing? I better stop. The second time, if they don't, they're gone. Blake, what do you think about that? My producer, Blake, who always does a great job here, what what are your thoughts on this?
5: I think one of the things that, that parents have a hard time understanding and one of the things they probably take for granted Uh, is the fact that I think a lot of parents go, oh, what are you going to do? Oh, what are you going to do? Oh, what are you going to do as the umpire or as the other parents? And other parents aren't holding these parents accountable. You know, it's embarrassing. As the kids, they should talk to their kids because I've been places and I've been in games where kids are clearly embarrassed by by their parents. When these things happen, and yet parents think they have the audacity because they believe that these umpires are infallible because they're getting paid $11.50 or however much they're getting paid for these games. It's it's just, it's ridiculous. So I think that not only do parents need to hold other parents accountable, but but parents need to talk to other kids as well and realize they're embarrassing them.
2: Well, this is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I bring this up because of this. This is about your mental health as a person. Okay. Understanding yourself and who you are and how you treat people. And the topic of respect obviously is a big topic in our country. It's gone out the window in many cases. And I think it's time that we started. U sports is supposed to be about, most importantly, having fun, learning fundamentals, growing and enjoying the game, winning and losing should not matter in my opinion until you're about fourteen. I've got two young men in here, young men named Malachi. Wanna ask you this question, Malachi. When should when do you think winning really became important for you? How old are you now?
6: I'm fifteen. I'm fifteen.
2: Okay. When do you think winning really became important?
6: I think for me it was probably when I was probably last year.
2: So you're fourteen. So what, yeah. eighth grade? Yeah. Okay. Why do you think that's when it became important?
6: I think it was important then because it was just my last year in travel ball and we had a chance to make history in our state of winning state three times in three different age groups that nobody has ever done. And I I think that's what we wanted to do. So I think we set our minds to it and winning was super important then. And I think coaches make it important to win. I don't I think like for younger kids, the kids go to the games to see their friends and have fun. But when you're on the field, the coaches are what make them want to win.
2: But you've heard parents get crazy in the stands before. Yes. Okay. And and when you hear that, how does that make you feel?
6: it's annoying cuz it stops the game and
2: there you go stops the game because what why does it stop the game because the umpire turns around and has to say something
6: yeah and as so like if you're on the team that's in that field and your pitcher's doing good he's in a rhythm and the ump makes a difficult call and a parent says something and your pitcher's in a rhythm, and a parent says something, and the game stops. That just ruins your pitcher's rhythm. So now you, now your pitcher's out of rhythm again, and it just messes up the whole game.
2: Okay, Blake, you want to say something?
5: Yeah. Does that does that annoy you? Does that does that get you guys? You know, kind of looking at the parents like, man, this is this is annoying that we we're out here playing. You guys aren't playing. We're out here playing.
6: Yes, I would say when we go back to the dugout, we all just talk and we're like, what is going on? Like, why do they got to be like that sometimes? Okay,
2: and these are parents on the other team?
6: Sometimes it's our team, too. Okay.
2: All right, well, we're going to go to our break here and come back. We'll talk a little bit about this, and your friend Bennett here is going to comment as well. So, I'm talking about respect today, ladies and gentlemen. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. Youth sports is in a crisis with parents going out of control Games are being canceled, games are being forfeited because there aren't referees and umpires out there because of parental abuse. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This
0: is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hour.
2: Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. The topic today is this, here on the Sports Psychology, a parental behavior at youth sporting at games, youth sporting events. It's out of control. We've got a crisis in this country. Games are being canceled. Games are being forfeited because of parental behavior. This is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I thought as we do our last show of May, bringing this up was so important. I've had some great comments. I've got a young, some young men and young lady in the studio who've been listening today, and they're all shaking their heads. And we have got a caller named Joe. Joe, good morning. Dr. Jacobs, how are you this morning?
7: Good morning, Dr. Jacobs. I'm well. You and I have spoke many times over the years. I've listened to you for a long time.
2: Well, thank you very much. 31 years on the radio is a long time, but I appreciate that.
7: Yeah, yeah. Well, I maybe this will ring your memory. I, I broke my neck when I was 14 playing football and was a quadriplegic and was told I'd never walk again. I
2: remember and- you, yes, sir. I remember you.
7: So mental health, I speak all over the country to college athletes. I've been doing it for 15 years, and mental health is one of my main subjects now because it's just so important. And uh, so I even made a post yesterday on mental health about I won uh, the first honorary SB for 810 for Perseverance two summers ago. And, and this will tell you how mental health can, can take control of you. Um, do you remember Kevin Everett of the Buffalo Bills?
2: Uh, Blake, my I producer. do.
5: I definitely do.
7: Okay, so Kevin Ever broke his neck against the Broncos. Oh,
5: right, right, and, right,
7: right. Right? And then, you know, was paralyzed. The whole country knew. A year later, Kevin Everett walked onto the stage, won the SB, got a standing ovation. Right. All the professional athletes were crying. And you know what I was doing? I was upset because I was jealous. And then I was mad at myself for feeling jealous because I'm thinking, hey, I've done that. I broke my neck. I recovered. And this guy's getting applauded, as he should. But this is that I found out I had PTSD as as well as clinical depression because that moment literally put me in a funk for a week. I, I cannot stress enough the importance for parents to pay attention to their kids when they go through traumatic events or even emotional events. I talked about the signs. Uh, my biggest sign was anger. I was angry all the time as a kid when I, going through this. And unfortunately, Dr. Jacobs, my family didn't think, believe in therapy. I didn't see a therapist for 10 years.
2: But you have been, and you're much better now.
7: Oh, absolutely. And I, I absolutely encourage people to... Admit, uh, you know, the biggest sign of strength is admit you need help, and I I needed help, and it took a lot of courage to do that.
2: So, what are you? What are your thoughts, Joe, about these parents at these games that are being verbally abusive to kids? Don't you think they need some oh, help think,
7: too? Oh, absolutely. I was just thinking when you were listening to the last boy. If I was the kids, I would get all the kids together before the game and get in a little circle and say, "Hey, if one of these parents start acting up, we're all going to stop and tell them to leave because it is it's destroying the game." I see. The, I see. Parents attack, literally physically attacking umps, referees in basketball. Uh, I, I, It's just, it's something that needs to be taken care of, and I agree with you 100%.
2: Well, listen, sir, thank you for calling. Thanks for listening over the years, and uh, congratulations to you on getting yourself back together physically and mentally. I really appreciate the call today.
7: Oh, thank you. I appreciate the time. You have a great day.
2: You take care. Okay. Uh, this topic of, of youth sports as you know, is a passion of mine. I co-authored a book with Pete Malone and Jeff Montgomery called Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents and Athletes for Youth Sports. It's not called Just Let Them Win. It's called Just Let Them Play. Because it's about the experience, having fun, learning skills, growing, getting better. And I've got another young man named Bennett sitting here. You've seen this stuff when you've played football and baseball, right? You've seen these parents going crazy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. does it make you feel how does it make you feel when you see that?
3: Um I get annoyed because I would just want to play the game and it never the game gets stopped and I can't continue with having fun and just being competitive and winning our games and playing.
2: And the game stops because why? What happens?
3: Because the parents start freaking out and messing with the ump and the ump has to tell them to like stop doing something or whatever.
2: And it bumps you out. Yeah. Ruins it and you remember, and do you remember that maybe it's sometimes more than you remember the game?
3: Oh yeah, like we had a game this weekend and it was some of the parents on the other team were crazy. Our team, our team that I play on, is pretty good. Our parents are very, very under control and they cheer for everyone and it's.
2: Even nice. your dad, your dad is too. Oh yeah. Okay, that's good. Okay, but the parents of the other team were getting out of control. Oh yeah. So what happened?
3: So the ump had to like pause the game a couple of times and like tell them the calm down some of them were just cursing so loud and I could tell the other team was like the other team was sick of their own parents and you're just, 12 yes I'm in 12 you
2: all right so Bennett and Malachi both have brought up this issue validating it I didn't have him in here today because this happened I had him in here they want to come listen to the show but they're listening to what we're talking about and they wanted to comment and here's the point this happens all over the place so there need to be these guidelines, like I said. If you're, if you're a coach, I want you to think about what I said. Have a rotating, make sure everybody signs a sportsmanship contract. Now, that's fine to do, but you know it doesn't really mean a lot to the parent who's out of control. Of course, the parent who's out of control they, will probably have their spouse sign it for them because they may not even sign it. But the bottom line is this. Before every game, I think a coach should pull the parents together before the game starts and reemphasize we are here to play the game, We're here to have fun, we're here to grow. And I'm not gonna tolerate from any of you abusive language. If it happens, the rotating print we're gonna have is gonna let me know you're doing this, I'm gonna stop the game, and I'm gonna come over and point to you and be in your face and say, you stop it, okay? If you do it again, you and your child are gone. The second time it happens, you and your child are kicked off the team and if you want to come back, you have to attend a sportsmanship seminar. and It has to be validated. And you have to take a refereeing class. Because I promise you, if you go take a refereeing, umpiring, officiating class, you will not do that stuff anymore. Because then you'll see what it's like on the other side of the coin. You, sports is supposed to be fun. I've got these two young men in here who both, they're 14 and 12 years old. And they've just given us examples of why this is going on. Okay? And I guarantee you it's going to happen today. There will be games all over the country today. And there's going to be some parent out there who decides, I I don't like the way the umpire's calling things. And I'm going to let them know how I feel. And it could just, you know what? And we had Eric who commented earlier. The moms are just as bad as the dads. You know, you think the dads are, the mom, like I said, look at the mom, look at look at umpire Christy Moore in Mississippi. Who got a black eye from a mom after a game because she got kicked out of the game. And she was F-bombing her the whole game. At a twelve-year-old softball game, really? Twelve-year-old sports. Well, I guess she thought that her daughter was going to be an Olympian next week. All right. You can look. You can certainly disagree with the way the refs and umpires call games. They're human. They make mistakes. You know, if you're an official, and I hear this all the time because I've worked with officials before. You know what they always like to tell me? They they always like to say. If nobody ever says anything to them, they didn't notice them because they call the game the right way, but as soon as they make a call that's controversial, that's all you hear about. Well, there might be 65 plays in a game. let us I know I work with an NFL player. He said he's on the field 65 plays offense, so say 100, 100, 130 plays in a game. You don't know anything about the referees. You don't know their names. You don't know what they did because they called the game right, but that one pass interference call that you don't agree with or the one offsides at the call or the one traveling call or the one balk call whatever it is that's all you remember umpires officials referees are people too they make mistakes You sports is supposed to be about this having fun so if you're listening today and you've got a parent on your team because I know there are people listening who have parents on their team who are losing it talk to your coach about what I said come up with a game plan and how you're gonna deal with that. Talk to the parents as a group before the game. Emphasize we're here to have fun. We're here to enjoy the experience. Abusive language towards the referees, officials, umpires is prohibited. Towards the other team is prohibited. I don't want to hear it. If you hear it, I'm gonna come out and call you out on it. Give you one warning, and the second time you do it, you're not only gone, you're kicked off the team and so's your kid. I know that's harsh, but I promise you, if that starts to get implemented, this stuff's going to stop. I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you enjoy the show. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your families. Enjoy your time together. And enjoy life. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Like I said, this is Mental Health Awareness Month. Get in touch with yourself. Understand where you're at. If you're frustrated, if you're angry, if you're ticked off about something, go talk to someone. Go talk to a therapist. People are out there to help you. That's what I do. I've done it for 41 years. Take the time to look at yourself and how you treat other people. Because if you show other people the respect you'd like to have, you'll feel good about yourself. Have a great week. You can always reach me at my office, 816-561-5556. Our shows are podcasted on my website, winnersunlimited.com. Please stay safe, have fun, and go cheer your kids. Don't boo the arms. Have a great week.